Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. By now, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your mic and tell him who you am, my friend. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. Old Dirty Savage, a.k.a. Suckerfish Sav. What's going on, man? Another day, man. I'm feeling pretty good. You know what? always kind of cracks me up is you and I just got done talking for like 15 20 minutes it's like we catch up and talk before we talk for like an hour we're getting ready to talk and sometimes I wonder like are we wasting gold like are we throwing away like gems before well, we even be, hit record to be honest no we're not because usually when we're doing that we're talking shit about somebody <laughs> so we're not in the business of overly offending people that we know good point good and, point and, and yeah. uh we were just and it wasn't talking shit we were just talking about somebody yes you yes, know and correct. Just patterns and things like that so like that's not something that we're going to <laughs> at least at this point maybe if we get famous or right, right 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 yeah yeah yeah. i yeah. will throw everybody under the bus for a paycheck if the check cash <laughs> you know that there's about a good 50 60 people right now going were they talking about me like <laughs> i'm just I'll, I'll just throw this out there right now yeah uh, mr oh you nasty i was not talking about you there you go however if there was multiple zeros in front of the decibel point <laughs> i would be like first of all fuck oh you nasty okay i don't give a fuck and then i take him for burritos afterwards that's right be okay that's with right because yeah, i would yeah. just i was doing it for the paycheck that's so. right man i think he'd understand <laughs> A burrito will make anything better. That's hey. Yeah. I wish I wish I had, someone had told me that in like the fourth grade. Like yeah. I would have got I got through life a little easier. Life would have been. I was like stressing out because of fractions, and they're like, "Hey, man, you're gonna get older, and you're gonna find out about burritos. Yeah, and yeah. It's gonna be fine, bro. Yeah. Don't worry about fractions. Let's go hit the taco truck. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. yeah. If I ever get to future me and I can time travel back. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, yo, invest in Bitcoin. I'm gonna be like, yo. Just believe in the burrito. Yeah. And be good. <laughs> Go play dodgeball. That's right. That's right. Go play prison dodgeball. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be <laughs> prison dodgeball. That was the shit back in the day. I got to Yo, you just brought back a whole bunch of memories. Yes, like, yeah. Like playground for me. Yeah. Playground for me was we had handball. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And and and, and we played prison dodgeball yeah. and basketball. Uh-huh. And then occasionally tetherball. Yes, yeah. I very rarely played tetherball because there was like a Tetherball was the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons group of uh, of, mm-hmm. uh, of playground people. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, like yeah. If you were athletic and you were a stud, yeah. right, you know, yeah, you, you either played basketball or handball. And right. Like prison dodgeball was more of a. It was hard to get that uh, organized because you needed multiple people. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like me and Kai Harmon mm-hmm. used to dominate the. the uh, the dodgeball boards, the dodgeball games. Yeah, not yeah. dodgeball. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Handball. I used to play handball every uh, uh, recess or lunch break or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can remember dodgeball. I went to Freeport Elementary in South Sac, and you were right. They had the row of tether balls, and those would be booked out. You had four or five basketball hoops. Those would be booked up, and then you had the area where the dodgeball happened. And you know everything went in waves. Like I was a dodgeball guy for a while. I was that tetherball guy for a while. But oh man, you roped. You're out. And, oh man, nothing worse than when you rope. Like you're in the middle. You're hitting that ball and you're killing it. And then you rope. You touch the rope. Ah, oh, you're out. No, I didn't touch the rope. So then you'd make your way. You'd either go play basketball or go play dodgeball. But I remember the thing I remember most about dodgeball is. They played with those big red rubber playground balls. I think everybody used those. You know what I'm talking about, right? That big red school playground ball that's at every school, Mm -hmm. right? And those were tough to kind of grip and throw. You couldn't really get in. So the perfect dodgeball game, the one when everybody really loved it, was when, you know, these schools didn't have budgets, especially Freeport Elementary and South Sac. They'd start to get a little bit flat. And when they got flat, you could grip it you could hold on to it and grip it because it, it would start to deflate and had extra room. And boy, when you could grab that thing, oh my God, it got dangerous, man. Because then once you could get a real good grip on it, the way you were hucking it, it would go much faster with much more velocity. And when it hit, it didn't just go like, ding and bounce off. It like leaned into your face and like slapped, like slap. And you were never supposed to aim for the face. But boy, oh boy. <laughs> Come on, you, you tell fifth yeah. and sixth graders not to aim for the head. Yeah, and you, you know, when you're just trying to get somebody out to, what's your instinct when the ball comes at you a lot of times is to duck. But you just see it coming and you duck, and half the time you duck into it with your face. Like, you're either trying to jump over it and it hits you in the legs and you, you, you go face first onto the concrete. Because you're never playing on anything like, it's cement. It's like black. you just asphalt. Yeah, it's asphalt. And so you'd either get it clip you in the legs and you'd go down face first into the asphalt or it'd be coming at you and you'd try to do that quick duck and roll out of the way and just slap that that right in the face, man. You'd have this big red mark and then you got to go into the into prison, you know, and wait to be freed up. But man, there were some we had some straight battles, man. I just brought back so many memories of I can tell you this. I remember one time like. You know, like I said, if you were athletic and you were good at stuff, right, you were, like, always one of the first kids picked. And yes. There was always, like, you know, these five or six guys are the best at this, right? So right. So can't let them all get on one team, so a guy got split up or whatever. Right, right, right. right. So I was playing prison dodgeball one time, and, uh, you know, you, you tend to be one of the last guys left, right? Yes. And uh, sometimes there's... <laughs> 
First of all, let me start by saying no homo. There's multiple balls coming at your face, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Pause. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I had dodged a ball that uh-huh. was thrown at me. Yeah. And then from the my so it hit me on my right. So he was on my right, but his left. Uh, Alfie Schultz mm. chucked it. I didn't see it. Smashed me in the face. Oof. Right. Yeah. And then, like, it bounced off of me. Yeah. And I was like, going to be out, right? Heather Bilek. Mm-hmm. I remember all these people. Caught the ball. So I'm yes. not out. Right. Right? Yeah. And, like, it hit me and it dropped me. And then I looked up and she caught it. And I remember, like, like everyone was like, oh, right? And I, like, <laughs> and I, like, and, like, and all of a sudden, like, I wasn't dead. And I, like, got up and I was, like, and I looked at him and everyone was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> like it was, like, super dramatic, like. Oh, you should have killed it. Like, it was like, like yeah, yeah, Thanos, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You should have sure. gone for the head. You did go for the head, but Heather caught it, so. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I don't remember if we won. I don't remember that. I just remember me getting hit in the face and thinking, oh, no, I got to lose. And then she caught it, and I was like, I'm alive. <laughs> I, rem- I, rem- I still see Alfie Schultz around. He's still in Amador County. I see him every once in a while. I'll let him know that you. I would. I'll tell you this. There's probably zero point zero zero one percent chance that he even remembers. Yeah, that. Like, no, why no. would I? Like, he'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, nobody wants to remember the time that they should have got somebody out. Now, had he won that match because he got you out? Oh, he'd remember. I guarantee. I it. also remember being back in like the classroom or whatever afterwards, and like literally feeling like the marks on my face from, oh, the, dude. from those rubber balls they stung and like i said when they deflated they slapped and it was just deadly at that point and i don't know why the teachers allowed that like they would watch us because you know when they're fully inflated you can't palm it so throwing it you don't get a good angle but when it's deflated and you can grip it and whip it they were straight like weapons man straight up and i can remember vividly what you're talking about i remember all my team being in jail and being the last one and having that run where everyone's trying to get you and you feel like a stud because you're you're just you're like Spider-Man, right? Going to the left, going to the right, ducking, jumping, and nobody's getting you. But at the same time, you're feeling like a stud doing that. Everybody in jail is like, motherfucker, catch it, catch it and get somebody so we can bring somebody back in, man. Like, but at that point you get a little nervous. You're like, if I try to catch and they get me in it, I don't think I ever, when I was the last guy in managed to catch it and bring somebody out and build my team back up and come back you know like i always ended up getting nailed because i was just like too nervous to try to make that catch you know what i'm saying like that's a lot of memories from that man those were the good old days sixth grade fifth grade oh god that's what's up that is uh what is up hey you know what man i had i had an hour and 20 minute drive to get here as we've talked about many times you want to know what I wasn't able to listen to on the way here? Um, the dodgeball soundtrack? Yeah, no, I didn't listen to the. Is there a dodgeball soundtrack? I love that movie. There's gotta be. Right? We're big Vince Vaughn's fan. That is probably if I had a top five Vince Vaughn movies, that's in there. Somewhere. Oh, it's it's definitely in my yeah, top five. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. That that's one of his funniest movies. But uh, no, nah, man, uh, still not able to listen to the new Dr. Dre EP. So not still, you were, then you weren't. Exactly. Yeah, For okay. anybody that doesn't know about this yet, uh, Dr. Dre dropped his first project in six years. It's been six years since the Compton album. I believe Compton was 2015. So it's been a solid six years since we've gotten a new project from Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre links up with uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. 
and makes a six song EP called The Contract. And apparently there's a side story with Dr. Dre. Like there's, I've seen video of like images of Dr. Dre is like actually in the game. Like there's a story of Dr. Dre in this Grand Theft Auto online game. I don't play it. I don't know anything about it, but I apparently not only is his music in the game, but he is a character in the game as well. Um, so they released the six track EP originally just on YouTube. And I think you and I both listened to it on YouTube, but that's a pain in the ass because you're unless you're a YouTube premium member. I didn't even listen to it. I listened to the single with Eminem. The gospel. That was God, that, beats that was that was released independently. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Side and then on YouTube. Yeah. And then maybe a day or two later, the the whole EP <laughs> right, showed right. up. Dropped. But like it's one of those things where like it dropped as like a 28 minute video. Yeah, right, right. So on it YouTube. was like you couldn't c- go through no. songs. You had to listen. I literally listened to the first two songs and then I stopped because right. that shit just annoys the shit out of me. It's a I'll, pain in the ass. Yeah. And, and and let me just tell you how fucking spoiled I am. Yeah. I literally you were like, yo, I like this track. This track's good. This track's good. And I was like, I'm going to wait for Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a premium member. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, me too. And that so I didn't even listen. I only listened to two of the tracks. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, and then I think I told you, I was like, yeah, I didn't get into it. I just listened to the beginning and I'm just wait. Yeah, 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 you did. And so we did finally get it on Spotify. I saw somebody posted, hey, it's now available to stream. So I immediately go to Spotify and literally you can't search. It's not under Dr. Dre. You have to search the contract. That's the name of it. Grand Theft Auto. It doesn't say Dr. Dre anywhere on it. In the track listings, it doesn't say Dr. Dre. Like, it's crazy. Like, literally, Dr. Dre must have sold these songs to Grand Theft Auto. They must have offered him a certain amount of money to be in the game and make the songs. Because it's not like you'd think they'd want to advertise. Like, Dr. Dre's name and picture would be all over it. It's not. And literally, I think those tracks were available to stream for one day. And then they came down. So somebody somewhere is pissed about the money. So I think it was a Friday. Yeah. It came out on like the day the music usually releases. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't remember if you sent it to me or I sent it to you. Yeah, I, I saw somebody announced that it was available and I searched immediately and then I think I shot it over to you. And then so I listened to it on Friday on the way home. Yeah. Multiple times. And then I, while I was at work. And then Saturday morning, yeah. I got up, went to the store. Yeah. And I listened to it. Right. I came home. Yeah. And like a half an hour later, you messaged me and was like, yo, they already pulled the thing. And I was like, what? I just listened to it. And I went back and they were all grayed out. You can't listen yeah, to you it. Yeah, you can't. Oh, no. You could listen to the gospel. The gospel But then like, within like four or five hours, that was gone too. That one's gone too. Yeah. And it's like the ultimate tease for, I mean, I don't know if you get, how do I say this? There isn't. There isn't a much bigger event in hip hop. You don't get much more epic or grandiose than a new Dr. Dre project coming out. I mean, people are still to this day talking about detox, like thinking that that's coming. Like there's people still right now going, I think detox is around the corner. Like, dude, it's been 20 years. It ain't coming. We're not getting detox, but Dr. Dre having the brain aneurysm and going through this divorce where he is apparently having to pay his ex-wife $100 million, even though they had a prenup, which I don't know how that works. Both of those things lit a fire under his ass and we got new music. Like, and what I love about it is I don't think that those songs there, I thought they were really good. There were some I liked better than others, but what I liked about it is they weren't perfect. And I like that though, that 
brings me hope because I feel like Dr. Dre is a perfectionist and I feel like his his biggest Achilles heel is that he's like, nah, it's not ready. It's not ready. It's not perfect. It's not ready. I ain't going to release it. And I feel like between the brain aneurysm and the divorce, he's like, I'm doing it. And it just he just put it out there. And I was so happy for that because I feel I felt like that was a sign like, all right, this means there's more to come. Like, we're not going to wait another six years to get more projects after this. I would much rather. Yeah. Have my artist or an artist that I like. Yeah. Flood me with material. Yeah. And me have to pick and choose the things that be like, yeah, it's just not for me. I don't really like that. Or right, this right. is kind of boo-boo. And even have to deal with some stuff that I just, nope, that's not for me. Right. Then not have anything and just be on waiting forever. Right. Like, I would much rather have the Yellow Wolf model where I'm just throwing a ton of stuff at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then be like, hey, you remember Dr. Dre? Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to this album from 20 years ago. This album from fucking 30 years ago. Whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Should he be doing more? Yes, is he? No. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. So I would definitely rather have that model. I'm, uh, I keep getting uh, fucking uh, ads popping up because <laughs> I have all the yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, the information on, a, on what we're about to talk up. Yeah, yeah. On the on the web page, and he's going, oh, "Would you like to subscribe to CNN <laughs> Business?" No, dude, stop. Yeah, I'm no. Try to talk about something else. I'm coming to you in a minute. Can you just <laughs> give me a minute? And then I get, I like what you're saying, and I don't mind like. I respect wanting to put your best foot forward and I and I respect giving putting 100% into it and wanting to put out the best product possible. But if wanting to put the best product possible out cripples you and hinders you like if it's if it becomes crippling like I believe it did for Dr. Dre, I think his perfectionism and his desire to not put something out unless he felt, yo, this is going to hit and it's going to hit hard. Uh, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be number one. It's going to be platinum. It's going to be all over the radio. That crippled him to the point where he was like, nah, this ain't coming out. I'm just making music for me. So I felt like any song he made, if he didn't hear like Radio Smash, he's like, nope, that's going in the vault. That's just for me. And I feel like that's kind of a cop out. Like, dude, that's a slap in the face to all of us who've been supporting you. So yeah, like, hey, man, it's cool. Put 110% into it. Give it your all. But not for six years. Or what was the gap between the Chronic 2001 and Compton? Like 16 years, 15 years, something crazy like that. Right. So like like that's that's overkill, Dre. Like that's too much, man. So so b- before we jump, what was the 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 uh, the alleged numbers on the settlement was a hundred million? A hundred million with a prenup. Well, here's the deal. Yeah. That's a ton of money to us. Yes. Like, jump off the bridge bad. Right, right, right. But for Dre, yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. Right? He sold he sold beats for three billion. Yeah, he did. Oh, Bil- he's a, he's billion. one of hip hop's first billionaires. I think Jay-Z was the first, but he's one of them. Um, so yeah, he's okay. But I just thought that was crazy with a prenup. Because I was always under the impression that a prenup and hold on, let me just say something real quick. Ladies. I don't know what this woman did for Dr. Dre. I don't know what she did behind the scenes. Was she his manager? Was she his business consultant? Was she his financer? Did she handle the paperwork? Did she handle the money? Did she make sure his business affairs were in order? Because they've been together for a long time. So she could have been doing things behind the scenes 
putting work in. You know, they say behind every amazing man is an amazing woman. So she could have been putting in work and deserve this hundred million. I don't know. All I know is that Dr. Dre makes these beats, makes these songs, and in turn gets this money. I don't know what she did. So maybe she deserves the hundred million. But I was always under the impression that a prenup meant, hey, look, I love you, you love me, but I'm famous and rich. And just in case you're marrying me for my money, you're gonna sign this saying, you're not gonna get my money. Like, you know what, I, I was always under the impression that's what a prenup was. You leave with what you got, I leave with what I got, and we're cool. But that didn't work. And she was trying to dispute the prenup to get more. She was like, I was forced into that prenup. I didn't want nothing to do with it. She felt like she deserved more than $100 million. Well, I'll tell you this, like, and I don't know the whole specifics. I don't, I don't either. I ever know all the specifics. Yeah, no. So she's a lawyer. Okay. She's a high, like, she's got her own money. She does, you know, I, even in, like, I think Jay talks about it and been there, done that, you know. Okay. Um, he might, yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I've really and, dug in and listened and to that I'm, track. And uh, I know that there is, even with an agreement, like, that's kind of time-based, you right. know what I mean? So like when things that are accumulated after that, but as a team, yeah, yeah. like it's, this is what I came with, this is what I came with, right? Right. But then if like things change and it's because you guys do it together, then those are like shared assets, right? Right. Yeah. So then that's where the argument becomes. Right. Yeah, the, our original stuff we started with, we, we part with that, but things that have accumulated together Mm -hmm. as shared assets between us as we were a couple that changes the prenup okay and that, that makes sense. sense and as a, and as a lawyer i'm sure she was probably doing things for him behind the scenes that lawyers make hundreds of dollars an hour right. so i mean i'm sure as she was handling a lot of business for him and that that makes more sense that does make sense um so like for example you and your wife have a prenup what she came with what you came with yeah. that's what you leave with right well then you guys buy a house. House is in your name, but she's making mortgage payments with you. Right. That's a shared asset. Whatever you guys sell the house for, even though that it's in your name, long as there can be proof that she is, you know, helping pay for this as a shared asset, then yeah. you guys are gonna have to split that. Right. That makes sense. I hadn't thought of it in that way uh, because yeah, he he. Uh, I thought he, he and and, it, and if I'm wrong. Yeah. Please let me know. He kept all the properties, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if you read that link I sent you. So she got a hundred million. She got like, I want to say four cars, a hundred million dollars. They made it a point to say she got to keep all the jewelry, which I'm like, any jewelry he bought for her, like, is he not going to wear it? And are you going to re-gift it to somebody else? Like, I'm so sure he's going to want the jewelry back. Like, hey, baby, give me that necklace back. Now I got another side piece that might want that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, no, I ain't going <laughs> to. Come on, man. It's, like, it's Dr. Dre, not Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm just like, why? Why? why yeah, yeah. Is that something they needed even to If Dre was asking for the jewelry back, that's petty. But like, she got four cars, a hundred million and the jewelry i believe was it stated so i oh, think I'm sure shit did get petty yeah I, and i know that but what i read from the article i read now who knows if this was accurate he kept all the property like all the homes which i thought was like pretty crazy like i'm surprised that like somewhere in there because um, obviously dre's got probably multiple homes and multiple places a lot of real estate real estate's valuable i'm really surprised she didn't get at least one house or something like that like I don't know, but with a hundred million, she's gonna get a house. Like she'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? And right. she's a lawyer. Like she could sell off probably a couple of those cars. You don't need four cars either. Like, but 
yeah, I thought that was crazy, man. But whatever, between that divorce and the brain aneurysm, he had a fire lit under him. And we finally get a new project from Dre after six years. And I'm just so frustrated that I can't really dig in and listen to it the way I'd like to because I was really enjoying it. It's different. I like the fact that Dre doesn't just fall back on the G-Funk. From what I heard, from what I listened to, he keeps it current, but he still keeps it Dre. There's still enough for us old school, boom bap, Dr. Dre heads, California, West Coast G-Funk fans to love, but it does sound current and modern day. And I think that's what people didn't like about Compton was that they wanted g-funk they wanted that 1990s west coast dr dre g-funk and that's compton was whatever was happening in 2015 but with a dre twist and i felt like that's what this project was too but my god that song gospel i love that beat so much i could curl up in that beat just fall asleep in it it was just so beautiful man and i think it's the one of the better verses it's a relaxed mellow eminem not eminem like going crazy like i think dre was like hey man chill relax the beat don't call for it, all that wild shit like i was really enjoying the project and i wish i could rockstar games and i haven't looked like if you can stream it on like apple music because sometimes if you can't stream it on spotify it'll still stream on like title or apple music or other amazon music i don't know all I know, I only have Spotify. So I only, I well, I my wife has Amazon Prime. I could check. I haven't. But, so I don't know if you can stream it anywhere else. But I know that all I want to say is, hey, Spotify, Rockstar Games, Dr. Dre, Aftermath, Interscope, get this shit figured out. Like, I don't know what the problem is. I know it has something to do with money. It's always money. Figure the shit out and give us what we want, what we've been dying to hear. Please, please. I'm begging. And I don't beg very often. If I said the name Sadal Threat, do you know who that is? Sadal Threat? No, I do not know who that is. He was a basketball player. Okay. Sadal Threat. Uh huh. That was Dr. Dre's wife's first husband. Oh, interesting. I didn't know she had been previously married. Married okay. husband and wife for three years. It's also reported that their marriage failed at that time due to her relationship with Dr. Dre. Ah, well that would, yeah, that would definitely put a monkey wrench in it. What are you doing, baby? I got a game. Oh, I'm going to see Dr. Dre. All right, we're going to have to talk later. Yeah, that, that would definitely throw a monkey wrench in a, in a marriage for also, sure. Also, did you know that their, what her, their daughter's name is? Her and Dr. Dre's daughter? Yeah. No, I don't. It's probably uh, a, um, she like, she probably doesn't like her name as much now. Maybe she does. I don't yeah. know. Her name is Truly. Truly. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I did not know that. I know that Dre has kids from other women prior to this wife. Um, and I know I read a story somewhere that he's got a daughter in his thirties that everybody made a big deal. Cause I guess Dre finally cut her off and told her no more money. And she's gone, gone. She went online like blasting him, like my dad's ignoring me, not giving. But the story is apparently he'd been giving her money and supporting her and supporting her for forever. And finally he's like, yo, I'm cutting you off, girl. And I guess she put this post that she's like been kicked out of her rent. She's renting a car and sleeping in the rental car and her kids are sleeping somewhere else. And everybody's like, Dre, you're an asshole. How could you do that to your daughter? You know, think about your grandkids. But everybody's like, what about the behind the scenes? She's 35 or 36 years old, something crazy like that. Like, when do you when do you finally cut the ties and be like, girl, grow up? Like, I know he's rich, but 
you just keep giving her checks? Is that the answer? I don't know. But yeah, man, that's if crazy. You, if you, if you if, do you want some more information about his ex-wife? Sure. Let's, a, I don't know anything about his ex-wife. Well, let me just tell you that. You told uh, me she was a lawyer. That was yeah, new she's to a, me. Uh, uh, I guess she's not currently practicing, but former lawyer for okay. 20 years. Wow. Uh, 34, 25, 35. Oh, okay. You her, get that information. All uh, right. Her bra size 33B. Okay. Shoe size seven. Uh-huh. Uh, hair color is dark brown. Also, her eye color is dark brown. And uh-huh. she has a tattoo on her right breast. Ah. Well, now I feel like I know way more than I should. I feel like I need to apologize to Dr. Dre now for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, why is this? <laughs> well, uh, good for you, Dr. Dre, I guess. That's well, what we not said. Not anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, but at uh, one time. Interesting. Boy, you can find anything on the internet. There's no privacy. I always say, man, the internet is the last Wild West, man. There's, If there's one uncharted, unregulated territory, that's it. It's the Matrix, baby. That's where you go to to get wild and crazy still. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're not going to really dig into this uh, Dr. Dre project. Until no, we that's can it. We can't. So we can listen to, to it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like uh, we have some initial thoughts and feelings, but, like, it was so short-lived that, like, yeah. you know, sometimes stuff takes, you know, Oh, this is this, or this is this, and but I didn't really get a chance to dig into it, and that's not fair to the project, to the music, to whatever. To be continued. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it will be back. So now, as I like I to say. I don't want to cast a web of, of lies <laughs> here. I don't want to, uh, you know, get into something that's not, uh, that's not, uh, you know, I don't want to dig into like multiple universes of what this album might be. <laughs> you want you don't want to go too deep into the Dr. Trey rabbit hole and fi- find that there's no way home. Right. Ah, yeah. I like see. I can do it too. Yeah, I can do well it too. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't want to do that. So let's just talk about something else. Transition. If we baby. could find something to talk about. Yeah, I think we can figure that out. We can make it work. So. Uh, December 17th, a, uh... Wait, wait. Oh, we're gonna wait. Hold on. Transition. So, <laughs> as I was saying, December 17th, a, uh, uh, a movie you may have heard of came out. That's right. Yeah. On a Thursday. Clifford 2. Yeah. It's already right. out. <laughs> the even bigger yeah. redder dog. Revenge of the Red Sith dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I missed that one, but it did come out. Yeah, yeah he had a... Yeah. Oh, oh, Scott, Scott. Yeah, it's the first time they revealed the bark saber. Oh, no. Yeah! Yeah. And the dad jokes are flying fast and furious, my friends. I don't know if anybody's going to enjoy that, but I promise that, oh, you nasty, just yeah. laugh when I said bark saber. Yes. Clifford the Big Red Sith. I like it. Um... But yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home drop. Probably, no, not probably. I'm going to say definitely the most anticipated movie of 2021, even though it came December 17th of 2021, right at the bitter end. I mean, this is a movie that people have been talking about, speculating about. I mean, who's in it? Who's not in it? What's going to happen? on bated breath just waiting i mean to the point where they were dropping trailers this movie was so secreted so guarded and so well kept with secrets they dropped trailers where they wiped people out like removed things from trailers just so you wouldn't know who was in this movie i mean i think this for me 
I loved it. Let's just start there. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but I think this was the first Marvel movie that I can think of. The, every Marvel movie has speculations where I think people guess what's going to happen and anticipate what's going to happen. For me, I feel like this was the first Marvel movie where everything I heard that was going to happen actually happened. I don't know how you feel about that. Like everything that I heard speculated, like people been saying for months. Oh, by the way, this is going to be a spoiler filled review. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, now is the time to shut this episode off. What the hell is wrong with you? Run out and go see the movie and come back and listen to this. Because you've had now at this point, what, four weeks, three weeks, three or four weeks. What's wrong with you? We're going to talk about this movie. We're going to dig in and spoil it. So, I mean, people were talking for months and months that Tobey Maguire was going to be in this, that Andrew Garfield was coming back, that they were going to do the multiverse. Um, I mean, people talked about people were saying that um someone very important was gonna die in this movie people were saying that daredevil was gonna be in this movie like i heard all these things prior to and i think this is the first time that i can remember that everything that people speculated about in a marvel movie i went in and got it but it what, what was crazy about it is it didn't make it any less exciting every time people popped up every time those moments came and happened they were moving they were touching i was so happy and so excited um it's so pleased like i'm gonna say let me just get this right out the way like let's just start now spider-man no way home is not only for me my favorite spider-man movie but it is now for me taking over endgame as my favorite marvel movie to date if i had a top 10 it would be number one um i thoroughly as a spider-man guy as a guy who was brought into the marvel universe by spider-man I read the comics, I watched the cartoons, I had the toys, I wore the underoos, I watched the old cheesy 70s TV show and movies from back in the day. Spider-Man was always my favorite. So this movie gave me everything I wanted and more. Um, I, I absolutely loved this movie. Like, uh, I've seen it three times. I, that's how much I loved it. I've This is the first movie since Endgame that as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, I want to watch this again. Like I enjoyed it that much. Like I, it was crazy. Like I went with some people from my work went and I think this sums it up the best. My buddy Mo, who also does a podcast where he talks about Legos and, and nerdy pop culture stuff like we do. Um, he was like halfway through this movie, I got on my phone and ordered tickets for Sunday. Like he's like loving it that much. He knew he was just going to go see it again. And that's ex I went Thursday uh, and immediately was like and I went by myself and I was like, oh, my God, I got to take my son to this. I got to take my wife to this. And I took my son, but my wife was busy. And then I took my wife. And what a testament to this movie is I saw it three times in the span of from December 17th through January 2nd. I saw it three times and never once was I bored. Never once was my mind wandering. I was glued to the screen, captivated by this movie. Uh, just what a ride, what uh, the nostalgia, the the drama, the the tears, the laugh. This movie gave me everything. I, I, I was so pleased with this movie. I absolutely loved it. I loved it, man. How'd you feel? Well, uh, I can tell you this, buddy. Uh, yeah. This... Let me tell you a couple of my favorite things about it. Okay. And I think that this is part of the reason that, I mean, it was absolutely the most anticipated movie of uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, 
Black Widow was very anticipated. Yeah. But that's also because it was delayed over a year. Right. Correct. So that changed things a little bit. Um, but it was outside of Black Widow. Um, it was the same universe. Right. So that was why it was such a huge deal. You know what I mean? Right. And the first two Spider-Man movies were so amazing. And, and, right. and just the way that Tom Holland does. And then just the, the whole, I, I like to look at the whole picture sometimes and, and, and right. think about, think about where we had to go to get here. Right. This movie almost didn't happen. The whole Sony fight about Tom Holland and yes. all that stuff. Like yes. this almost couldn't not happen. Right. You know, so um, it was, uh, a long time coming, but not a long time coming. Right, you right. You know what I mean? Um, I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, I thought the movie was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I thought that, uh, and and if you've paid attention to the things that I've said over the over the years, uh, you know that I am an, am an absolute sucker for nostalgia. Yes. And bringing things back. Yes. And, and um, I get a little too emotionally connected to yes. certain characters at times. Yeah. Um, and that kind of stuff can make something that is maybe a six or a seven be an eight or a nine for me right. because I have so much love for a character or something like that. So, uh, it, it's, it's, it was, it was such an amazing way to bring so much of the universe and so much of the, um, the stuff we've seen from different Spider-Mans and universes and stuff. Uh, and, and you referenced a little bit about how we had all of these things that people were saying, right. like rumors yeah, yeah. And, and things that were leaking. And yes, I think that it was the first time that we got all the stuff we thought we were going to get because yeah. we heard about. Right. But also this is the first time where there was such a massive amount of hints Yes. in like Disney Plus stuff and like yeah. other movies and like... Right. It was stuff where, like, you know, with all the Loki stuff and the multiverse, and, and, and it was easy to see, like, where we were headed, you know what I mean, on some level. And right, like, right. Was it going to happen in this movie? Maybe not, but, like, that's where we're headed on some level. Right, right, you right. Know? Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was an amazing movie. Uh, like, for me, it doesn't eclipse Endgame. Yeah. Um, but it's top three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, it's, uh, I've only seen it once. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, but for me, Endgame is like, it's just a culmination of, like, you talk about Spider-Man has the inclusion of three things, right? right. Three different movies and other stuff, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas Endgame is a decade of things that all emotions brought together for me. So like, Endgame still is the best. Um, Spider-Man, I grew up being a Spider-Man guy more than anything. But like, to me, this is it's. It, but it's like, look, dude, do you want uh, do you want the best uh, pepperoni pizza you've ever had in your life, or do you want the best combination? Absolutely, you've ever had? yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like the it's like one and one A and one C. Sure, one for hundred percent. They're all the same. They're, it, it they're all top, top level. Yeah, and, and when I say that this is now my favorite Marvel movie of all time, that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean Endgame sucked. It just means for me that. The crazy thing what people forget is that because Marvel is such a juggernaut now, what a lot of people forget is that one time Marvel was going broke. They comic books stopped selling. They weren't making money. 
they sold off all their properties. The reason Sony owns Spider-Man is because Marvel was broke. So they sold the rights to Sony just to stay alive. They sold um, Fox, the Fantastic Four, and the X-Men. And they sold Spider-Man to Sony. So, and those were, that is their three big that was when you marvel you know with dc it's batman superman and wonder woman uh-huh. for marvel it was the x-men the fantastic four and spider-man so they sold off their big three so when disney acquired marvel they're like where do we start they oh and they sold off the hulk too universal owned the hulk those were marvel's big juggernaut characters so when disney acquires marvel they acquire a marvel without all the big guns they don't have the big guns. So what's Marvel? They're like, where do we start? What do we do? Like, are people going to really clamor for an Iron Man movie? They didn't know. Like, do people really care about Thor? Like, how can we do this? So what Marvel did for that 12 years leading up to Endgame is absolutely phenomenal because they did it with B-list characters. Like, nobody gives a damn about Hawkeye, but they do now. They absolutely do now. Iron Man didn't have his own TV show. Kids weren't dressing up like Iron Man. They are now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so they did something phenomenal with that. So when they finally get to the point where they can, they work it out with Sony and they bring Spider-Man back in. And by the way, now Marvel owns Fox. So we've got the X-Men back. They they announced, I forget who it is, but they've announced the cast for Fantastic Four. They're casting it. That's going to happen. I think we're finally going to get an excellent Fantastic Four movie, and I'm so curious to see what Marvel can do with the X-Men. But so when they finally worked it out with Sony and were able to bring is, Spider-Man... Is Chris Evans coming back? No. I don't know who... It's an all-new cast. Yeah. Who, who, who is Chris he? Chris Evans was the fire guy. That's I forget right. his name. Fire... I like the fire guy. Yeah, it's, it's I don't remember, but I mean... What Marvel was able to do, and so when they bring Spider-Man into um, Civil War, when they finally reintroduce him, and for a lot of people, finally got Spider-Man right. Like, Tom Holland is just so fucking perfect. Like, he's so good. Like, um, But I think you said it best when we first started talking about this movie. When I sent you the trailer for No Way Home, you were like, man, it looks like, it looks busy. It looks like there's a lot happening, I hope that doesn't clutter this movie up and that's a le- that was a legit concern because if you go back and think about toby Maguire's spider-man's one is good two is good and then three they did too much three was the sandman plus you had the goblin back and you had venom it was too much and people hated it the amazing spider-man 2 with andrew garfield you got they brought back the goblin again plus you had electro and you had the rhino. It was too much. People hated it. So whenever they try to do too much and overcompensate and try to throw too much in, they tend to fuck up Spider-Man. So that was a legit. When you said that, I'm like, I started to think. I'm like, he's right, man. How, well, are, how are they going to pull off this juggling act? It seems like a lot. Well, how many times not Spider-Man related in the yeah. Marvel Universe have we watched stuff and we're like, man, that was really good, but it felt like kind of cluttered. Yeah, they, like, jam- they they tried to cram in something to please everybody. Right. So when when you said that, I started to think like, oh, oh man, this could be a replay of that. It, like, that that's exactly what like, like it didn't bother me, but I feel like that was something that bothered you in Eternals. Yeah, yeah. It was 
too too much like yeah, all yeah. in like a small you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. like we we needed some time to kind of digest everything right when they and, when they said that the eternals initially was planned to be a trilogy i could totally see that like, yeah so then like spider-man and, and of course at that point we had no idea but if all of these things that were rumored to be true were gonna happen i'd be like man that looks awful busy yeah like, i hope that it's not cluttered right you know what i mean that was my biggest fear um i will say this uh i absolutely freaking love and in in that when i talk about the old you know the old universe or whatever like the the phase like the writing is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the humor. Yes. And it's the way that they interact. And, and just, it was just phenomenally written. It was uh, funny. Yes. It was, uh, you know, you, it pulled on your heartstrings. Oh, so much. You, you, you got irritated. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, in, a lot of stuff. And, and, and just, the, we could sit here and talk for five hours about this movie. Oh, for sure. You know. 100%. I, um... So yeah, to go back, it wasn't cluttered. That's the, I think if if you got to give Disney and Marvel any credit, they pulled off this juggernaut massive event movie. It was two and a half hours, I believe, but it just like Endgame, it flew by. I was never bored. I never looked at my watch. I never was like, yo, they're they're losing me here. Like I was encapsulated the entire time. Would you like to know a thought that popped in my head while I was watching this movie? Yes. I was watching this movie uh, with OU Nasty, uh-huh. eating some popcorn, right? Having a nice little after, you know, afternoon, late afternoon matinee after work, right? On the IMAX. There you go. That's where I saw it the first time yeah. too. After we had a nice, uh, I was in town, so I, I did a little work lunch at okay. Red Robin. Nice. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a great day. Yeah. And um, one of the things that popped in my head was. I never thought I'd be here, but man, do I really like Doctor Strange? Yes, I just love the guy. He love the character. Like I never thought he's come a long way. You know, just from where it started with him yeah, yeah. being the asshole doctor, and then you know, right. trying to all that stuff. Just to, from where it started to who he is now, and the Doctor Strange we've seen all over through the universe. Yeah, I just. I never thought I'd be to the point where like like he's one of my favorite guys. Like I really enjoy him. I liked him the most in this movie, and you know I watched the Doctor Strange movie late. I went back and watched that after I'd seen Endgame and everything else. I backtracked and watched it, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Not my favorite Marvel movie, but good. Doctor Strange in this movie was my favorite Doctor Strange so far. I just his humor, his uh, he was stern and hard on Peter, and yet empathetic, and you could tell he loved him. Because Peter is always kind of, when you think about this version of Peter Parker, out of all the Peter Parkers, this one's had it the roughest, like out of any of the other, like Peter Parkers. Like when you think about, all right, so his uncle, his parents are dead. All of Spider-Man's parents are dead. Uh All of Spider-Man's uncle, Ben, is dead. But then boom, all right. This Spider-Man has lost his mentor in Iron Man. He loved Iron Man, looked at him as a father figure, lost him, now loses his aunt. <laughs> you know, and, and this part, and, and yet this kid is still so, you just love him. He's he's positive, he's upbeat, he tries to stay 
um, doing the right thing no matter what, even though I feel like his Spider-Man has had it harder than any, any of the other Spider-Mans. I mean, sorry, spoilers about Aunt May. My bad, but I warned you earlier. But um, yeah, man, I just, uh, I, um, yeah, but you're absolutely right. I felt like one of my biggest complaints about Cumberbatch is I felt like his American accent was rough early. He nails it in this one. And the thing that impressed me in this movie is how many people are doing American accents. It, it, because you got Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, who is not American. He's he's British, doing an American accent very well. We all know Tom Holland's nailing it out of the park. He's British, but does an American accent very well. You got Cumberbatch, right? You got, um, what's the guy? Charlie Cox, Daredevil, doing an American accent, does it very well. You got Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, who's British as well. So you've got all these amazingly British trained actors killing it in the American accent department. And they all uh, they all kill it. And you talked about um, how much you love Doctor Strange. I want to give a moment to give some shine to Willem Dafoe. I thought Willem Dafoe was the stand out of all those villains in that movie. And I love Doc Ock. But I just thought Willem Dafoe, his range from going from he was the goblin to struggling with it to being like this mentally ill guy who's reaching out and trying to get help. I thought the most tense scene in that movie was the apartment scene where Peter's spider senses start to go off and he knows that one of those guys is about to flip, but he doesn't know which one. And it was so tense because he's they're like, Jamie Foxx is like, why are you looking at me, man? What's up, man? And Defoe's like, what's wrong, Peter? And Doc Ock's going, what's up, man? What's up? And he's like, May? May? Like he's concerned for his aunt because he knows shit's about to go down. And then he finally realizes it's the goblin and he webs him. That whole fight scene was so intense. There was like three amazing fight scenes in this movie. The freeway scene with Doc Ock was incredible. The fight scene in the apartment with the goblin was mind-blowing. Um... The scene with Doc Strange where they fight in the mirror universe mm -hmm. was incredible. And then, of course, the final scene on the Statue of Liberty with all the Spider-Men together was just out of this world, man. I just, I like you said, we could talk five hours about this movie. I can't say enough about this movie. Um, it, it was so good that now they're in talks. Andrew and Toby are both talking. They're both rumors are circulating that they're going to get more movies there's also moved rumors circulating that they'll bring them back in secret wars together in this universe with the other spider-man so i mean you know when movie's good when people are like andrew garfield's spider-man movie sucked they went from saying his movie sucked to now they're like give this guy a, the amazing spider-man 3 hashtag the amazing spider-man 3 this guy deserves another shot he was so good he was so good in this movie Hit the moment where he saves MJ and he gets his redemption for because he wasn't able to save Gwen Stacy and she died. That moment when he grabs her and he sets her down and he's got tears in his eyes as he comes to the ground and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he did, but the tears, I was like, yo, man, I, I love this guy. And I went back. I had a spider Christmas. I stopped watching Christmas movies and I watched all the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans and I watched all the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. And yes, Andrew Garfield's movies are flawed, but he's good, man. He is good. He does deserve another Spider-Man movie. Maguire got his three. At least let him wrap up his universe, man. Because that moment 
probably one of my favorite moments. And I thought of you, cause I know you like the dark when he talked about Gwen Stacy dying and he gave into the rage and he stopped pulling his punches. He's like, I became filled with rage. I just didn't care anymore. I stopped pulling my punches and I don't want that to happen to you. I was like, oh shit, I want that movie. Give me that movie. Like right now, I will go and I'll take my $20. I want to watch that movie. Like right now. Well, would you like me to give you a little surprise? Yes, please. It's happening. That's what I've been hearing. Well, what I've been hearing. The they dropped the hints with the whole I want to fight an alien. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Venom. Yeah. Venom. Right. Then the post credit scenes. With with Venom. Yeah. With Venom. Yeah. Or right. whatever his name is. Yeah. And then there are several clues in the Morbius trailer. Yeah, he walks by a Spider-Man poster. That says Spider-Man's a murderer. Yeah, right. So I think you're dark. I think that this has already been happening. This has already been a set. Yeah. Like this movie's been done for years. Or at least um, not this, the three, but the yeah. No Way Home. Because I didn't understand because I never watched any of the Venom movies. Not a big Venom guy. I never watched any of those movies. So I didn't get I didn't get that post credit scene. I didn't understand it. Like somebody had to tell me like, oh yeah, Venom's not from... He's not in the Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. So yet. Yet. So when they brought everybody in who knew Peter Parker, why did he get sucked into that universe? And somebody said, well, because Venom is a symbiote and they're all connected. They're all one mind. So at some point, other Venoms knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. So because they're all connected, he was sucked into that universe and then obviously disappeared again, but left a piece of venom behind that's going to go after Peter Parker or whatever. But or they're alluding to that anyway. But um, I guess if you watch the post credit scene to the second Venom movie. Yep. He he is in a room and sees on the TV scene and sees uh, Mysterio say Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And I guess that's how come. That's the first part of the second part of the. So the, the post credit scene in Spider-Man is the second part to that post credit scene. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's how. Because I was like, how the hell if Venom's not part of his universe, how does he know Peter Parker's Spider-Man? Well, I guess I had to get schooled. And apparently all the Venom symbiotes are one hive mind that are connected. So if one knows Peter Parker's Spider-Man, they all do. So when that spell went wrong it drug whatever the character's name is who is venom into their world so he's at a bar getting drunk on you mean there's superheroes everywhere and well i gotta go see this spider-man guy and then wait a minute wait a minute they get sucked back because they reverse the spell but that first viewing i was like what the fuck was that all about i don't understand that so i had to go online thank god for the internet what would we have done 25 years ago i'd have just been like i'll tell you what we would have done 25 years ago yeah we would have not known dr dre's wife's bra size <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Or that she has a tattoo on her right breast. Yes. Those are all things we wouldn't know. But man, um, yeah, dude, I, I, if I came away with anything, I thought Willem Dafoe was, is just an incredible actor. What range. And uh, I really have a newfound respect. And I'm really glad I went back and watched Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies again. Because I haven't seen them since their initial release. And they're not perfect movies, but he was really good. And I will say this about his movies. I thought his suit is the coolest of all the Spider-Man suits. And 
if you go back and watch him, when he swings on his webs, they use a first person view, like almost like a first person shooter where you just see his hands and you'll see him catching onto things and grabbing things. It's really cool. They've never done that in any of the other movies and I don't know why they do. It's amazing the one you see it like that because it's like seeing it from a different angle. Um, instead of just looking from the outside in, it's like you're looking through his eyes as he does it. It's really cool. Um, and he's he's got range, man, as an actor. He's incredible. And the chemistry between him and Emma Stone, because they were actually dating at the time. So you really feel like they're falling in love. And you really when she, when she dies, in the, the scene where she dies after rewatching it, I was like, wow, man. Just powerful, powerful, dude. So, yeah, man, I absolutely loved the movie. It definitely gets the 209 cosign for me. If you haven't seen it and you love Marvel, what are you waiting on? Because, I mean, I'll be buying a physical copy of this movie to keep in my house, and I'm keeping it in the case, and it's going on a shelf somewhere. I absolutely just adored this movie. Like, if I had money to burn and didn't care, I'd probably go see it again. You know, I loved it. That It's in the three-time club for me when there's a small handful of movies that I've seen three times in the theater. It's up there with Friday. It's up there with just a few others, man. It's absolutely loved it, man. And the first Clifford. Yes, Clifford 1. Clifford 2, the big red Sith, I, I probably am going to skip. I feel like that's a money grab. I really do. <laughs> you know, the bark saver's a stretch for me. Oh, you, you don't, you're not a fan of the bark side? No, yeah, the bark side of the forest is just not doing it for me at all. But no, I, I uh, like you said, we could talk about this for five hours. I, I can't say enough about this movie. There's just so many things. The humor, the action, the special effects, the like, nostalgia. Like always, one of my favorite things about the Marvel movies is like, these guys are superheroes, but then also like just the normal type stuff that yes. is happening, like everyday yeah. people stuff. Like when Andrew Garfield, like obviously the uh, the the scene where Ned and uh, MJ, right? He does the magic and Andrew Garfield comes yes. in, right? And he's like, puts his hand on the ceiling and she's like, do more. It's yeah, not yeah. enough. She's yeah. like, no, it's not. It's, stop with the bread. She keeps throwing the yeah. bread at him. She's like, I want to see if you have the tingle thingy. Yeah, <laughs> I do, but just not with bread. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? That was and so good. Right? And then like, and then Ned's grandma comes out and asks him to get the cobweb out of the yeah, corner. Yeah. Just like this, that's so uh, just, you know, normal people. Can, while yes. you're up there, can you get the cobweb? Yeah, yeah. And, sure. Yeah. And, then, and then when uh, Garfield comes in and they kind of have a fight for a second and she comes in and goes, Look, I'm going to bed. Can you just clean the webs up? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, ma'am. And they like cleaning it up. And when he first walks in, uh, McGuire's spot, Peter Parker just kind of waves at her and smiles. And she's like, hi. Like, dude, yeah, those kind of moments, man, are just like, I was so glad. I've never gone to a Thursday. Did you bring your suit or are you just going to go as a youth pastor? Yeah. It's like so, <laughs> the cool youth pastor. Yeah. The people were roaring in the theater. I don't usually go opening night on a Thursday, but I was trying to avoid spoilers because I didn't want to do like a complete social media blackout for three days. I I didn't even think about the fact that when I went on a Thursday at three o'clock on a Thursday, I left work early. Um, Commitment. I was in there with the die-hard, ride-or-die Spider-Man fans. I have never heard so much applause and so much cheering. Anytime somebody appeared, when Daredevil appeared, when Doc Ock appeared, when the Goblin appeared, when the Green Goblin says the line, and it's a line from the original Spider-Man movie, but he says it again, like, I don't know if you know this, but I am somewhat of a scientist. And everybody was like, ah, woo! Like, but every time those portals opened and one of those Spider-Men walked through, 
the theater erupted. Like it was such a cool experience. Cause when I saw Endgame, I saw it Saturday. So people were excited, but not like that. And then I went again, like on a Sunday and people were excited, but not like that. I feel like I was in there with the not as that Thursday crowd. It just made the experience. Cause then I went and saw it a week, a week later and a few days later. And those crowds were cool, but not like the second time I went Garfield comes through and there was a little bit of like a couple of like, you know, all right. But when they open the portal again, somebody goes, bring on the OG. It's the OG, baby, the OG. And here comes Tobey Maguire. And I'm like, I can honestly say I'd have never thought in my life that somebody would refer to Tobey Maguire as an OG. Like they were calling for the OG Spider-Man. Like I'm like, oh, Maguire is an OG. But somebody that we I saw it in Folsom with Max the second time. Somebody's like, it's the OG, baby. Bring on the OG. And I was just like, yeah, that's too much. I love it. I love it. So I saw Endgame opening night. <laughs> right. People lost their shit. Yeah, yeah. I, lost their shit. I watched videos. If you, yeah, if you yeah. watch those videos, yeah. that's what my theater was like yeah, yeah. in Riverbank. Right. Losing their shit. Yeah. And just so much emotion. And there right. was like people crying and like it was yeah, yeah. like intense. When I saw it the second time, it was really good. Like I loved it, but like. That wasn't there. I was getting what you were getting on right. Thursday or Saturday or whatever. You went back the second time. So, but it, it totally changes the the vibe, right? Like, and that's what all you nasty was saying. He saw it opening night or uh, on Friday. He didn't see it Thursday, but he saw it on Friday, and um, and uh, he was like, same thing you were saying. People were clapping, people were yelling, people were like freaking out when the portals opened, all that stuff. Yeah, and it really changes the experience. Like oh. it makes it so much more amazing. Yeah, know? I will probably if I can for any big movie like that. I'm gonna try to you know not those movies come along once in a blue moon. So, but uh, I mean I'm gonna attempt to do that because it did it it. Uh, like I said, I wasn't disappointed. I saw it three times. There was no disappointment, but none of them topped that Thursday. Not not it didn't even come close. Thursday was just like. Like people cheering at the end, applauding, yelling. Like it was just like, not in a disruptive way, but just just having a good ass time, man. Like it was so much fun. Like it just added to the experience. It was like, it was like I had 3D sound effects with the crowd. Like was part of the movie. Like right. it's insane, man. It was awesome, dude. It was really awesome. So before we get out of here, yeah, I don't know if you can, but yeah. if you can, can you tell me, yeah, your favorite part? Ooh, man. You only get one. I know that's tough. And also, do you think you know my favorite part? I don't want you to say, but I want to know if you think I if you. Think. I don't think I know your because there okay. was so many. That, um, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, I'm gonna say my favorite part, and I talked about it earlier, was the redemption. Andrew Garfield getting a little bit of redemption and saving MJ. Um, a lot of people predicted that was gonna happen from the moment when you saw the trailer with the hand, and it wasn't. These people are so into Spider-Man, they know it's not Tom Holland's Spider-Man glove. Like, I, I like Spider-Man a lot. I didn't know from the glove, like, that that wasn't Tom Holland. Right. Most people were like, but that moment when he catches her and he's gently coming down with the web and the tears are in his eyes and he gets a little bit of redemption for something that's haunted him for the last however many years it's been. I probably, gosh, if I, that's one of them. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick that moment. That was my moment. like. So this is not my favorite moment, but I will mention it because I like, I like the the iconic scene. Right. Yeah. Right. The 
I, I want a, I don't know what you call it, but like the the poster or the digital print or whatever it is of yeah. like, um, you know that spot in Endgame where it's, it's kind of like wide panned and all of the portals are opening? Yes. That's so iconic. Everybody's coming like, through. Yeah, everyone's coming through. The like, cavalry. They, they, they already came through. Yeah, like, yeah. like uh, Black Panther and, and, and Falcon, there. right? Yeah. But then like after that, like all the circle, all the portals start opening up. Right, yeah. Like, and then they have that kind of long scene and you see like, I don't know, 30 portals or whatever. Right. That scene is amazing. Right. Um, very similar to me when all three Spider-Mans land. Yeah. That's just an amazing fucking shot. Right, right, right. Like, just like... When they swing into action yeah, they and they all, all land they at the same time. Yeah. Like, oh. we, gotta work, we gotta work together as a team. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they, yeah, yeah. And they land. It's in the iconic shot. Just fucking amazing. There's a picture that's all over the internet, that end scene when all three of them hug. And Tom Holland's back of his head, but you see the other two Spider-Men, and they're all smiling, and they just look like they're so filled with joy. Like, I have that photo saved on my phone, because I'm going to use it to promote this episode, and like, on right. social media, you know, that's what I do. But it's just beautiful. My favorite part uh-huh. of Spider-Man, uh-huh. No Way Home, right, is Matt Murdock. Oh, what a moment. No doubt about it with me. And I understand. Yeah, yeah. I understand this is a Spider-Man movie. But like I said, sometimes you get so connected to characters. Yeah. I fucking love Charlie Cox's Daredevil so much. Me too. I got so fucking upset when they canceled it. Yes. When we were just about to turn a corner and get some answers. Yes. And I just, I, when, and you know how excited I got when the rumors started to float around that they, they somebody saw Charlie Cox leaving the lot and yeah. all of these things, right? And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, right? And then uh, for me, he's sitting there and that whole interaction with Happy and yes. May and and uh, Peter Parker. Yeah, you're gonna need to right? lawyer up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Happy's just like stumbling over his, you're yeah. gonna need a good lawyer. Yeah. Peter, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna need a good, a really good. And lawyer. I love the fact he's not offering to be their lawyer. Yeah, yeah, like, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. no, no. Hey, and then, and then someone throws the fucking brick through the window, and he goes, whoosh, catches yeah. it right. And Peter Parker's like, "How'd you do that?" Hey, I'm a really good lawyer. Yeah, you're right. I just like I told you nasty right there. I was like. I don't know what's coming, yeah. but that's my favorite part. 100%. Dude, well, you dude. and I have talked. That's the greatest. That's not only the greatest Marvel TV show to this date, to me. And, and I think you feel the same way. That's one of my favorite TV shows, period. Right. Period. Like, not just Marvel, just in general. That character, the storyline, the development, the villain, right. everything. So, yeah, I was right there, man. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I just, it, it, it was, it was I think it was a combination of A, how much I love the character. Yeah. B, how much it fit. Yeah. And C, um, just like it happened. Like there was rumors it was coming. Like, yeah. And, and, and that means. And that, we got it. That means to me that we probably haven't seen the end of Matt Murdock. No, no. Which, which is just, you want to see Savage get giddy? There you go, man. I yeah. Love it. I, I, I didn't like Daredevil before, the Ben Affleck stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the Marvel, like you said, it's my favorite TV show in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I really, 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 really like The Punisher. Yeah. But it's right underneath it to me. And the fact that they that their worlds coexist yeah, in The awesome. Punisher, like, it's just amazing to me. And so. I mean, they've already reintroduced one of the greatest Marvel villains in Kingpin from the Daredevil TV shows. We got that in the Hawkeye. Yeah. So we know. Yeah. We know now there's more to come. And we'll talk about that on another episode, too, the, the finales of Hawkeye. But yeah, great movie, man. I, I can't say enough. I loved it. Well, 
uh, if you didn't know, we're fans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we think you should go see it. Yes. If you haven't seen it. If you did see it, drop us a line. Let us know what you thought. Let us know, did we miss something? Is there something you really love that we didn't talk about? Is there something that we talk, we didn't talk about that you hated, that you didn't like, that whatever, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Yes. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you want me to get us on up out of here? Uh, do it. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty. And it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. See y'all. Spider-Man, baby. <laughs> <laughs>